Chapter 6, Yak, Knack, and Ibex. Tenzin was hiking quickly up the slope of the high hill. In his bare feet, he sprang from rock to rock. He leapt over dark crevices between boulders. He's so fast, said Annie. I know, said Jack. We have to catch up. But catching up to Tenzin wasn't easy. Jack slipped on some loose rocks and nearly hit his head on a boulder. Jack, you okay, said Annie. Sure, no problem, Jack said, jumping to his feet. Keep going. Oh, wait, said Annie. Look. She pointed to a strange-looking animal walking along a ledge. It had enormous curved horns. What's that? said Jack. An ibex. It's a wild mountain goat, said Annie. Cool, said Jack. More ibexes trailed out from behind large boulders. Jack and Annie watched the mountain goats clomp down over the rocks and disappear around a lower ledge. Oh, look at that. It's a yak, said Annie. A yak, said Jack. Yes, said Annie. She pointed to a creature standing near the base of the slope. It had horns, too, and long, dark, shaggy hair. I've always wanted to see a yak. Did you know a female yak is called a knack? No, said Jack, shaking his head. You really know a lot about animals, Annie. Not really. I just know a little about a lot of them, she said. She turned back around. Look at Tenzin now. He's nearly out of sight. Tenzin, wait, Jack shouted. But Tenzin didn't seem to hear him. We have to catch up, said Jack. Jack and Annie kept climbing over pebbles and rocks. The hike soon became harder as the slope grew steeper. Snow covered the higher part of the mountain and the wind blew against them. Jack, stop, look, said Annie. She pointed to another creature. It was small and round with bushy gray fur. Squirrel, said Jack. Marmot, said Annie. Marmots are the heaviest mammals of the members of the squirrel family. Cool, said Jack, but we can't keep stopping, okay? We can't lose sight of Tenzin. Right, said Annie. We have to go faster, said Jack. He shot ahead of Annie and climbed faster. Too fast. Jack slipped on a snow-covered rock and fell to the ground. The rock tumbled down the slope, causing a rock slide. More rocks rolled down, heading toward Annie. Annie jumped out of the way, but she slipped and fell too. She scrambled on her hands and knees over the snow and hid behind a boulder. More rocks crashed down the slope. Annie! cried Jack. I'm okay, Annie shouted. Are you okay? Yes, said Jack. After a moment, the rocks stopped sliding. Annie peeked out from behind the boulder. All clear, she called to Jack. All clear, he called back. Annie hurried to catch up with Jack. Tenzin must not realize that we fell, said Annie. I can't see him at all anymore. Me neither, said Jack. Oh man, he can't keep this up. He's got to rest soon. Maybe he's up on that ridge. Jack pointed to a narrow ledge farther up the mountainside. I wonder how high is higher ground, said Annie. I have no idea, said Jack. Let's go. Watch your step. They both started hiking again. As they drew close to the ridge, Jack shouted, Tenzin! This time, he heard a call. I'm here! Whoo, said Jack. He and Annie hauled themselves over the ridge and saw Tenzin. He was sitting on a rock, waiting for them. He didn't look tired at all. He wasn't even breathing hard. Are you okay? said Annie, panting. It is going well, said Tenzin, and how are you? We're great, said Annie. Not really, thought Jack. I'm thinking maybe we should hike back down now, Jack said to Tenzin. We could go to Alma's tea house and you could tell us about the gray ghost. 
Forgive me, said Tenzin. I fear I have put you and Annie at risk. Please, do return to the village. Without you, said Annie. Yes, without me. Now that I have begun, I must keep to my journey. We are so close, said Tenzin. Close to what? Jack wondered. He started to protest, but Tenzin raised his hand. Listen, he said. Jack listened. He didn't hear anything. In fact, the air had become oddly still. There was no sound of wind. She is watching us, Tenzin whispered. I can feel it. Jack felt a chill run down his spine. Who's watching, said Annie. Suddenly, a piercing scream came from higher up the mountain. Chapter 7, Giant Paws What was that? Jack said, frightened. I must go, said Tenzin. Go where, said Jack. Back down. But Tenzin leapt to his feet and started up the snow-covered slope again. Wait, Tenzin, we'll come with you, said Annie. No, Annie, stop, said Jack. She stopped. What was that scream? Jack said. I don't know. Stay here and I'll come back and tell you, said Annie. She hurried up the slope after Tenzin. Jack froze. His heart was pounding. Who screamed? The gray ghost? He wanted to hurry away from the scream, not toward it. Tenzin and Annie were about to climb out of sight. Jack didn't want anything bad to happen to either of them. I'm coming. Wait, he shouted. Annie waited. Jack scrambled over the rocks and caught up with her. We've got to go back down, he said. Now. And leave Tenzin, said Annie. No, no, we can't leave him, said Jack. We have to catch up to him and convince him to come with us. They looked up the snowy slope. He's vanished again, said Annie. How did he do that? He's an expert climber, said Jack. But why is he chasing that scream? What was it? I'm, I'm not sure. The gray ghost, said Annie. For once, she looked a little frightened. Jack took a deep breath. He knew he had to be brave for Annie and for Tenzin. Don't worry, he said. We just have to find Tenzin. We'll be all right. Let's go. Jack and Annie started back up, their boots crunching over the snow. As they climbed, there was still no sign of Tenzin. Whoa, Annie said. What, said Jack. She pointed at the ground. There were footprints in the snow. Are those animal paws, said Jack. Yes, said Annie. They're huge, said Jack. What kind of animal is that? Definitely some kind of cat. Annie said. But a really big cat, right? said Jack. Like a wild tiger or a lion? Not a lion. They only live in Africa, said Annie. But a tiger? Maybe. Jack took a deep breath. Whatever it is, it's really, really big. Big cats can be dangerous to humans, Annie said. What if it finds Tenzin before we do? A part of Jack wanted to race back down the mountain, but now he was more worried for Tenzin than himself. We have to find him before the big cat does, he said. Right, said Annie. They kept hiking up the snow-covered slope. Look, more tracks, Annie said. They lead that way. They turned to the right. And more prints there, said Jack. Where, said Annie. Going that way, said Jack. They kept following the tracks. Annie came to a sudden stop. Oh, wow, she breathed. Jack studied the ground for more tracks. I don't believe it. Annie said in a hushed voice. What, more tracks? Jack asked. You don't see it, said Annie. Jack looked all around. He didn't see anything special, just boulders, smaller rocks, and snow. No, what, where, he asked. There, 
Tenzin, she pointed. Where? Where? He said. You're looking right at them, said Annie. Them, said Jack. At that moment, something moved and growled softly. A very big cat was peering at Jack and Annie. The cat was hiding in plain sight. Its spotted white and gray fur blended perfectly with the white-gray mountain rocks. The cat had a large head and big paws. It had a huge furry tail nearly as long as its body. The huge tail was tucked around Tenzin. Jack nearly fainted. A snow leopard, said Annie softly. No one ever sees a snow leopard. Leopard, Jack thought with terror. Had the leopard hurt Tenzin? Tenzin, are you okay? He said, do not worry. I am safe with my friend, Tenzin called back. You are safe too. She is grateful to you for bringing us together again. Come forward. Jack and Annie slowly crossed the rocks, drawing closer to the snow leopard. The big cat didn't move. She just kept staring at Jack and Annie with her pale green eyes. She's your friend, said Jack. Yes, we are old friends, said Tenzin. She found me. I did not find her. Oh, said Annie. I understand now. What, said Jack. Annie smiled at him. The snow leopard. She's the gray ghost. Chapter 8, The Gray Ghost Wait a minute, said Jack, stunned. The gray ghost is a snow leopard, and she is your friend? Yes, said Tenzin. In my youth, snow leopards were called gray ghosts. We thought of them as guardians of the mountains. The snow leopard brushed her head gently against Tenzin's face. She kept her long furry tail wrapped around him. She's guarding you now, I think, said Annie. Yes, she is, said Tenzin quietly. I told her of my sorrow. That's amazing, said Annie. When did you first meet her? Many years ago. Whenever I climbed alone, she would appear, Tenzin said. Finally, we sat together and looked at the world below. But I have not seen her since, he looked away, since I lost my family. The snow leopard still didn't move. As she stared at Jack and Annie, Jack remembered their rhyme. The gray ghost of the mountains, the phantom of snow, has a secret to tell you that very few know. Alone on the hillside, she hides in plain sight. Her wisdom speaks softly in shadows and light. Jack looked into the big cat's soft green eyes. He looked hard and tried to grasp her wisdom. The snow leopard held his gaze. Jack could tell that she was strong and gentle, but he couldn't figure out her secret. Again, the cat brushed her head against Tenzin's face. Then she rose up and leapt from the rock. The snow leopard seemed to fly through the air. She bounded up the slope until she was out of sight. Goodbye, Annie called after her. Wait, said Tenzin. In a moment, she will tell us goodbye herself. You mean she'll come back to us? Asked Annie. No, look up, my friends. He pointed to a higher part of the mountain. The snow leopard was perched on a rock. Her fur blended into the gray of the mountain and the low clouds. She looked down at them. Jack was astonished. How did she get up there so fast? He wondered. It was almost as if she'd vanished and then magically reappeared. Tenzin laughed. She always likes to be seen one last time, he said. I salute her, said Annie, bowing her head. Me too, whispered Jack. Then the snow leopard was gone. When they looked up, She'd vanished as quickly as she had appeared. 
Annie turned to Tenzin. Thank you for helping us find the gray ghost, she said. Thank you for showing me the letter from your friend Morgan, said Tenzin. He jumped to his feet and stretched out his arms. He looked younger and stronger now. The day is going very well, he said proudly. Let us go back down and join the others. Tenzin started hiking back down the slope. Jack and Annie followed him. Following Tenzin was much easier now than before. Heading down the slope, Jack and Annie stayed close behind him. If he got too far ahead, he waited for them. By the time they reached Tenzin's hut, the clouds had started to lift. The day had grown warmer. Let us go down into the village, said Tenzin. Right, said Jack. He and Annie grabbed their red backpacks and pulled them on. When they turned around, they saw that Tenzin had already started down the path toward the village. Tenzin, wait, called Annie. Tenzin didn't seem to hear her. He kept walking. Tenzin, Jack shouted as they hurried to catch up with him. Tenzin stopped just as they came within sight of the village. Look down below, he called excitedly. Oh, wow, said Annie. Everything looked different now. The mountain village was no longer gloomy at all. Chapter 9, The Festival Bonfires were burning in the brown pasture. Red flames leapt into the air. More travelers had arrived. Hikers wore backpacks and carried walking sticks. Everyone was watching villagers beat drums and dance around fires. Many dancers wore bright red and purple clothing. The festival has begun, said Tenzin. What is the festival, said Jack. The festival of colors, said Tenzin. As they drew closer, Jack saw that the people at the festival all had brightly colored faces. Look at them, Annie cried. Everyone's face was painted with many colors. Rose red, lime green, sky blue, lemon yellow. Tenzin, Jack, Annie. Mina, Fuli, and Amma were shouting and running toward them. Their faces were painted like everyone else's. Amma showered blue powder over Jack, Annie, and Tenzin. Mina flung red and purple powders. Fuli tossed yellow and orange. Soon all their faces and clothes were covered with bright colors. Everyone was laughing. They seemed happy, especially Tenzin. Your faces are rainbows, he said to Jack and Annie. Yours too, Annie said. We're so glad to see you, said Mina. Amma was worried. Where were you, Tenzin? Amma asked him. We went by your house and you weren't there. We couldn't find Jack and Annie either. I took them on a hike, said Tenzin. You do not have to worry about me anymore, Amma. I am ready to live my life again. Amma grinned. Her eyes were shining. That is the best news I have ever heard, she said. Tenzin, join us, said Fuli. She grabbed one of his hands. Mina grabbed the other. They pulled him toward the crowd. Come, Jack and Annie, Fuli cried over her shoulder. As Jack and Annie headed into the pasture, Amma walked with him. What has happened to Tenzin? She said. What did you do to help him? We didn't do anything, said Jack. We just followed him up a high hill, said Annie. He's a great guide, said Jack. Sometimes it was hard to keep up. That's all you did, said Amma. Jack and Annie glanced at each other. Jack shook his head. He didn't want to share their story of the gray ghost. That story belonged to Tenzin. Annie seemed to understand. Yes, that was pretty much it, she said to Alma. We just followed him, said Jack. He shrugged, as if the change in Tenzin was a mystery to him, too. Alma laughed. Well, whatever you did, he seems very joyful. Now maybe he will return to his old life. I'm sure he will, said Jack. In that moment, he felt joyful, too. 
He was grateful that he and Annie had come to the Nepalese village. Have your parents arrived for the festival yet? asked Alma. Do you see them? Jack and Annie pretended to look for their mom and dad in the field full of dancers and people with painted faces. Jack wished his parents were at the Festival of Colors. He imagined they'd be laughing and enjoying every minute. His parents loved holidays and celebrations. Christmas, Easter, the 4th of July, Thanksgiving. Annie seemed to feel the same thing. She turned to Amma. Actually, they said we should meet them at noon by the stream. We were planning to all hike together today. They don't know about the festival. Amma laughed. When you find them, they will be surprised to see your painted faces. I hope you will bring them here. But if not, have a wonderful hike. The sun should come out soon. Thanks for taking care of us, said Jack. Everyone, say goodbye to Jack and Annie, Amma called to the girls in Tenzin. They have to go meet with their parents. Oh, no, said Fooly. She and Mina ran over to Jack and Hanny, Annie and hugged them. Tenzin gave them a wide grin. Then he put his hands together and bowed his head. Jack and Annie bowed to him, too. Then they bowed to Alma and her daughters. Thank you for everything, Jack said. We miss you already, said Annie. She blew kisses to all of them, and Mina and Fooly blew kisses back. Then Annie and Jack took off down the dirt path and left the pasture. They passed by the mountain stream and headed back into the hemlock grove. Jack quickly found the rope ladder and started up. Annie followed, and they climbed into the magic treehouse. Chapter 10, The Beauty of Rain Jack and Annie went to the window and looked down at the festival. There's Amma, Fooly, and Mina, said Annie. I see them dancing. And look, Tenzin's dancing with them, said Jack. They both laughed. Wow, said Annie. Tenzin is a great dancer. Hold on, said Jack. He reached into his backpack and pulled out their guidebook. He looked in the index for Festival of Colors. He read, Nepal has more than 50 festivals each year. One of the best known is the Hindu Festival of Holi. It is sometimes called the Festival of Colors because people throw colored powders and water on each other. Holi, said Jack. He kept reading aloud. Holi marks the end of winter and the coming of spring. Everyone celebrates beauty, the love of friends and family, and new beginnings. That's perfect, said Annie. Tenzin has a new beginning. Yes, said Jack. Let's go home now and see Mom and Dad. He grabbed the Pennsylvania book and pointed at the picture of Frog Creek. I wish we could go there. He and Annie waited for the wind to start blowing. They waited for the treehouse to start spinning. But nothing happened. What's wrong, said Jack. I don't know, said Annie. She pulled out their rhyme and read it again. Oh no, she said. We didn't find out the secret of the snow leopard. We didn't write it down for Morgan. Oh man, I don't believe it, said Jack. Maybe Tenzin can tell us her secret. We have to go back. Is he still dancing, said Annie. They looked out the window. Yes, he is, said Jack. Let's go back down. We have to ask him. Wait, wait, said Annie. Look, look up there, Jack. See her on that cliff? See who? Jack asked. The gray ghost, Annie whispered. Jack looked up at the cliff and gasped. The snow leopard was sitting alone, watching the festival of holy from higher ground. Again, she was hiding in plain sight. I see her, Jack said softly. In that moment, the leopard did seem to be the guardian of the mountains, the guardian of stone and fire and winter and spring. 
the guardian of Tenzin, Mina, Fuli, Alma, and the whole village. And travelers, too, like Annie and himself. The sun broke through the clouds. For a moment, dazzling light shone on the snow leopard. The leopard's radiance lit a spark in Jack. And in that moment, he understood her secret. I've got it, he whispered. Her secret. Quick, write it down, said Annie. Jack pulled out his notebook. He scribbled down some words. I don't see her anymore, said Annie. Do you? Jack looked up again. The snow leopard had vanished. No, he said, but I think I got her secret. It came to me while I was looking at her. Want to hear it? Yes, but first, let's see if the treehouse takes us home now, said Annie. Jack picked up the Pennsylvania book again. He pointed at the picture of Frog Creek. I wish we could go there, he said. Home, Jack held his breath. Then the wind started to blow. Yes, said Jack. You did it, said Annie. The treehouse started to spin. It spun faster and faster. Then everything was still. Absolutely still. Rain was still falling in the Frog Creek woods. Jack and Annie were wearing their yellow raincoats and rubber boots again. Their red backpacks had disappeared. Your face is clean, said Annie. Yours too, said Jack. No more rainbow. So, what did you write down for Morgan? asked Annie. Jack reached into the pocket of his raincoat. His notebook was there. He pulled it out and looked at what he'd written. It sounds really simple now, Jack said, frowning. Read it to me, said Annie. Jack read aloud. Love hides in plain sight. We are never all alone. Whoa, said Annie. It might sound simple, but it's deep. It is, said Jack. Yes, Tenzin proved it, said Annie. How, said Jack. After he lost his family, he felt all alone and just stayed in his house, said Annie. But Morgan's note made him climb the mountain again. He found his old friend, the snow leopard, the guardian of the mountains. And she reminded him that she was always there, that love is all around us, protecting us, even when we can't see it. Jack nodded thoughtfully. Okay, he said. And remember him dancing at the festival, so happy to be surrounded by people who love him, said Annie. Well, their love was always there too, even when he was staying alone in his house. He just forgot it for a while. Right, said Jack. That is deep. He tore the page out of his notebook and left it on the floor for Morgan. Let's go home to mom and dad now, said Annie. And she started down the rope ladder. Jack followed. As he and Annie walked through the woods, their boots squished over the soggy ground. The rain is so beautiful, said Annie. Yes, said Jack. To his surprise, it really was. The wet, wintry trees were beautiful too. Every bare gray branch, every dead brown leaf. The rain would help bring back life soon and make everything green again. Jack and Annie came out of the Frog Creek woods and started down the sidewalk toward their house. I wish we could tell Mom and Dad about our trip, said Annie. Right. Picture that, said Jack. Hi, Mom and Dad. Annie and I took a walk and went all the way to Nepal. We made friends with Mina, Fuli, Alma, Tenzin, and a snow leopard called the Gray Ghost, said Annie. She's the guardian of the mountains. We slept in a tea house and sleeping bags, said Jack, and we ate lentil stew that tasted just like yours, Mom. Annie laughed. And we went to a spring festival where people tossed color powders on each other. She said, and us. Mom and dad, you would have loved that festival, said Jack, and hiking with us too. 
Yeah, and you would have loved our friends, especially the snow leopard, said Annie. We wished you were with us. We did. We really did, said Jack. Without another word, the two of them took off running down the sidewalk. They ran through the beautiful rain, heading for home. The 